to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford since 1983 has been serving Middle Tennesseans with honesty and integrity. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at Two Rivers Ford. Com. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of A to Z Sports Primetime. So, this is, um, there's no easy way to broach the subject matter. There's no easy way to transition into what we're going to talk about tonight. Other than I'm sure the vast majority of you saw the tragic news of the passing of Dwayne Haskins, NFL quarterback, who uh, was in a tragic car accident, lost his life at 24 years old. This is one of the, this is one of the most shocking, one of the most shocking situations um, that, I can recall in my lifetime. Now, unfortunately, we are no stranger to tragedy in sports or in life, of course. I mean, Sean Taylor is something that I'm sure many of you remember in the way that he tragically lost his life. Ironically enough, um, tragically enough, also at 24 years old. Looking at the Dwayne Haskins situation, he there's so much there to to decompress. And the reason that we're talking about this story tonight is because of the way that the story was covered. We all have human emotions. And sometimes, this is something that I've had to learn over the course of a career working with professional athletes, sometimes you can get almost too detached from the humanity of the subject matter that you know your entertainment source comes from in the case of sports fans thinking about professional athletes or college athletes and the impacts of the, you know, all the different things that go into all of our lives from a human standpoint, also impacting the people who entertain us on a football field or a basketball court or a, or a hockey rink across the spectrum. And so when the news broke from Adam Schefter on social media, it, it, I don't want to say that it completely took away from the tragedy of Dwayne Haskins passing. And if I'm having trouble articulating this, this situation tonight, it's because I'm, I'm still not sure how to process it, to be honest with you. But the way that it was covered took away from what should have been one morning of a horrific, horrific incident in professional sports in a young man's life, in a family's life that will feel the loss of this forever, for generations to come. But the way that it was covered almost tried to swallow up what should have been a remembrance of Dwayne Haskins' life. And it wasn't just Adam Schefter. It was Gil Brandt as well, and it showed a, a hideous side of what our industry is, my industry, the place that I work, the place that you guys come to play and to consume and to watch and to enjoy and, you know, to feel emotion, right? Sports evokes emotion in us. And so I want to talk about this tonight. I think this is interesting subject matter, albeit 
just horrifying. And I can't, I can't say that enough because I don't want to, in discussing this, I don't want to take away from the fact that a 24-year-old man lost his life, that a mother lost a son, that a family lost a loved one, all of these things. Um, but I want to I want to get into this with you guys, and I hope you guys will allow me to have this conversation with you. So I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take. Give me one word, as, as, as difficult as it is to distill, if you could give me one word to describe the coverage of Dwayne Haskins' tragic passing, I think that we can have a. Uh, I think that we can have a conversation here that will be uh, will be interesting, engaging, and hopefully a little informative. And hopefully, I can speak from the perspective of a media person who, fortunately, has never had to cover a tragedy quite like this. Um, but give me one word to describe the coverage of Dwayne Haskins tragic passing. Please do so on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss it at length together here on A to Z Sports Primetime. And while we, uh, while you get ready, or while you give me your one word, we will discuss this as I tell you about the people who make your Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is uh, Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go for the best car buying experience humanly possible. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet has been doing business in Middle Tennessee since 1983 and has the Built For You program that allows you to select any vehicle, any color, any customizable accessories. Two Rivers Ford will build it and deliver it right to your door. Two Rivers Ford is the best. They operate with honesty and integrity, which, you know, is apparently, as we're getting ready to talk about, not, not easily found and not automatically assumed in any industry. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at tworiversford.com. So, to talk about the coverage of Dwayne Haskins' tragic passing, and, and thank you, MB, for pointing out that Dwayne Haskins was also a father in the middle of all of this. Um, I, man, and I, I don't, I, I'm almost at a loss for words because he's 24 years old. That's four years younger than me almost five years younger than me. Um, and I, I can't even imagine, one, I can't imagine losing your life when you're just starting to live it, much less to have a family at that age, to have a child at that age, and for that child to now be without a father at at such, it's just, there's there's a lot. There's a lot there. So let's let's discuss the coverage of this Dwayne Haskins situation. Um, Music City Bet says, we're getting somber voice, Buck. That's how you know it's serious. I mean, you know, Ricky, like, shit, what do you do with something like this? You know, when this is the most news, because I, I, I don't, I, I don't know Dwayne Haskins, right? I don't want that to come off as, I don't want to, that to, this to come off as disingenuous. I don't want this to come off as, as preachy, even though, that's probably the tone that I'm going to take a lot of tonight, or at least just an accountability from people who we do what, who do what we do, you know, like, what do you, how do you process a story like this? Because it was, it was handled wretchedly on the day that this came down. And so to, I, I don't want to overcorrect and, and sound too reverent, but 
I don't know that you can sound too reverent when when somebody's lives lost. And I know Ricky's just you know Ricky's in here to have fun on the uh, on the Music City Bets handle uh, handle. And I you know I don't want to I don't want to be like well maybe maybe now maybe tonight is not the show to have fun with stuff like this. But what one word would you use to describe the coverage around the Dwayne Haskins situation? James Seward says despicable. So let me let me give you. The, the way that the news broke, this was at about uh, about, about 10 a.m. Central Time. Adam Schefter had the news first, and here's here's the full tweet that, it, for in full transparency, Schefter ended up deleting. So, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida, per his agent, Cedric Saunders. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. So you see that, and Anna Rand 8 on Twitter says, heartbreaking, I'm inclined to agree with you. You see the first, the first, basically, the first half of the Schefter tweet. Dwayne Haskins, a standout out of Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, comma, it reads like a transaction. It reads like something that's getting, you know, that Schefter after the comma is getting ready to announce, well, is getting ready to announce that Dwayne Haskins has just signed with another team or Dwayne Haskins has been released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like when you read the first part of that tweet before you get to the second half, you're expecting transactional news. And then you learn that before informing us of the news that this 24-year-old quarterback this player who has been a part of the public consciousness since being a star at Ohio State, that he's passed away. And that the way we're to remember him on the front end is that he's a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL. Now, that was the first part of this. That was, I mean, so cold by Adam Schefter and so, I mean, Inhuman, right? Inhuman. Imagine, because we don't know, and I don't know, I I don't know if Schefter reached out to the family before he put out this tweet. I don't know. I hope to God that this, that the, uh, or any higher power that you believe in, I hope that, that the family learned about this before Adam Schefter put out this tweet, which is not necessarily always a given. But to read that, Imagine knowing Dwayne Haskins in some form or fashion. Imagine going to high school or to college with this person that you knew. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, dot, 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 died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his agent. It's It shows an ugly side of our industry where if we can't see if we can't look at these people as actual people, the people that Schefter and myself and Gil Brandt, who we'll get to, who were tasked with covering, what is the point of even doing this? Now, Schefter is not necessarily a storyteller. He is a transactional newsbreaker. Adam Schefter is not covering things in long form. He'll put out a, you know, a good, good will or good vibe, uh, piece of news every once in a while or shine a light on an athlete doing something every once in a while. But 
this is a lot of us are in this business to one, get to know interesting people and two, to be able to tell their stories. That's not what's happening here. That's basically treating a human being as a commodity. And uh, listen, for those of you who bet, for those of you who play fantasy football for, um, you know, Madden, uh, anything like you, most people don't recognize the vast majority of professional athletes without their name on the back of their jersey and without the number that they wear on their chest. And while, you know, there's always going to be a degree of that, that doesn't mean that we that we should be able to just completely forget that, yes, in a moment like this, and thank God there aren't more of them, in a moment like this, just a little bit of care, just a tiny bit of care to reread the tweet before you put this out, especially for the person who has just recently been in the news in the last calendar year plus for the whole Mr. Editor situation, right? You cannot have the optics of thinking that people are basically forming your words for you, for you to put out on your platform to eight and nine million plus people without you taking the time to look through it yourself and understanding the implications of what can come down. But that's not even the worst part. Gil Brandt is an NFL Hall of Famer. He's a scouting legend, and you can put what Gil Brandt did after Dwayne Haskins' passing up there with the most despicable behavior of anything that I have ever witnessed in sports. Now, he, unlike Schefter, put out a public apology, an apology that, may have well been may have well been genuine but the words that he said on the front end that elicited the apology completely show a lack of disregard for human life in a way that horrified a lot of us because this is how the people who are tasked with covering this league a lot of them and listen I've had to learn a lot of this myself I'm I'm not throwing stones at Gil Brandt and Adam Schefter I have had moments where I've completely disregarded the humanity of an athlete or a coach or a uh, or a you know an assistant or a scout and the the way that all of this stuff the way that all of this stuff can happen when you're learning on the job you learn you have to learn this and if you're removed far enough from a locker room where you stop getting to interact with these guys everything's been super sanitized in the Zoom era we there is a lack of humanity a lack of just human exchange anymore between media and player that can put people like Gil Brandt and Adam Schefter, it seems, in positions to completely show their asses. And it's not just them. They're just the ones who have had this most publicly put out. So I want I want you to hear this audio. And I want I want to tell you on the front end that it is, I mean, it's pretty jarring if you if you have any kind of a soul about this particular story. But this was Gil Brandt, who apparently had the news broken to him of Dwayne Haskins passing in the middle of an interview and, you know, expressed his thoughts in a way that was, I mean, truly, truly terrible. Got to know the, the young man a little bit, but also from a scouting standpoint, you were you, you uh, analyzed him over the years at Ohio State and, and coming into league with the Washington Commanders and then going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, it's a terrible tragedy, and 
And what wanted your thoughts on that, and also on the player, because you did chronicle his career very closely. Well, you know, Dan, uh, I hate any time anybody is killed or anybody dies, uh, but he was a guy that was living to be dead, so to speak. Uh, you know, they told him, don't under any circumstances leave school early. You just, you just don't have the work habits. You don't have this. You don't have that. What did he do? Left school early. Uh, I always can remember this. Uh, we invited players to the draft, and he was one of the players we invited to the draft. And uh, he, we were told, no, uh, uh, we're uh, we're going to have our own party. His own party was uh, a party at the bowling alley. Charged him fifty bucks to get into the bowling alley for his party. Uh, it was always something, you know. It, it's it's one of those things. Uh, I'm never offside, but they keep calling me for offside, is what it is. So, you know, it, it's a tragic thing. Anytime anybody dies, it's tragic. Uh, and especially when you're 24 years old and you got to hold your whole life ahead of you. Uh, but, um, you know, maybe if he'd have stayed in school a year, uh, he wouldn't do silly things. I mean, I don't, when you're jogging on a highway, uh, you know, on a road like that, that leaves it open because I tell you, it's so. Uh, guy has two drinks and he's just a little bit to, to the right side of the road, uh, and, and gets hit and killed. It's easy to happen. So that's Gil Brandt reacting in in real time to being told of the passing of Dwayne Haskins at 24 years old, and I. I had to listen back to that several times because there were so many things in there that I just I couldn't believe what I was hearing. That the default of somebody who is a Hall of Fame talent evaluator, when asked, "Hey, can you can you give us your thoughts on somebody whose career that you have chronicled throughout the course of him coming out of Ohio State?" Um, somebody who, somebody who is held in regard, Gil Brandt, prior to this, as one of the most respected voices in the football community, literally in the Hall of Fame, with legends and icons, coaches and players across generations, and your initial reaction is to say maybe if he'd have stayed in school, he wouldn't have gotten hit by a car. I don't know how that comes out of your mouth. And like I said, I've I have screwed up many times. I will screw up many times in my career. I am I am looking at Gil Brandt and Adam Schefter in this moment and being like nobody's perfect, but it can't be that. It can't be soulless. It can't be defamatory. It can't be hey this kid just died. This kid not just died, got killed. Killed. So let me tell a story about him hosting a draft party where he was charging people to come to a bowling alley to hang out with him. That's how you handle this? There are a lot of differences between athletes and the people who cover them. I had to learn this. 
And I hope that I can give you this perspective because I think we all in, you know, in the primetime show or the people that listen to the radio show, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about this tomorrow, obviously. And in fact, I think I'm going to have to reach out to, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to reach out to, I'm going to see if Darren Bates won't, would be comfortable coming in the studio to talk about this because Bates is somebody who's always been super vocal about this on a local level with just media and athletes and how it's become so contentious. I will never know how Derrick Henry grew up. I will never be able to identify with the background of Darren Bates. I I have a totally different life experience than Kevin Byard, right? But by spending time around them, by making a mistake that would shine a light on my own ignorance about just how far the gap is between all right, this is how I know that life is based on my worldview. But I have no concept how a totally different segment of the population lives economically, from a racial standpoint, be it professional athletes and the pressure that they face, be it, you know, coming from certain circumstances as as an undrafted guy out of God knows where across the world trying to escape poverty, escape the place that you come from because you are, you, you're trying to make it out of somewhere. I'll never know what that's like. But I think across, across years of just doing this, even as we haven't been in the locker room in two years, to get to know newer guys like this, how can you not at least pick up on the fact that, yeah, you may be missing something while you're processing this. You may be missing something because there's a part of your brain that will never know what it is like to be that person who you're covering. Bates is actually one of the people who taught me this lesson because, and it was on a much, much smaller level, just the fact that you're in an athlete space, you're there to cover them, to tell their story, to get information, but not to treat them as, as things. At what point do agents or athletes urge their agent to stop using Schefter to break news, says Lindsay D. Well, this has just really been over the last year and a half, it feels like, for Schefter, where a lot of the way that Schefter has done his job, and listen, anybody who make we talked about it with Amy Adams Strunk and uh and uh and and the Mike Malarkey situation and the NFL and the Rooney rule and things like that. If you get to a certain height in business or in any in any lane of your profession, there will be moments when your ethics and your morality are tested as to how far you're willing to go to advance professionally. We've all had moments like this, I'm certain. I've had moments like this, and I haven't passed moments like this with flying colors. I think there is learning in that, but also it can show you just how just how, just how, how far apart people are. If I was a professional athlete, I would be completely and totally sick of this shit. And I know a lot of professional athletes who are. And so when this side of the NFL is exposed, it's not going to change the fact that we'll still watch Steelers and Browns on on a, you know, the on a fifth Sunday in an AFC North uh, divisional matchup that ends up being on our red zone for 20 minutes throughout the course of a seven hour day stuck to our couch watching football. Like it won't change how it's consumed. But 
in a way where we're all more connected than we've ever been because of social media, because of shows like this. You guys are you guys are living commenting, live commenting. I'm sitting here live. You can say something to me that would be completely inappropriate, and you can see the look on my face when I react, right? And maybe some of you just think that I'm just this face and voice sitting on your phone or your laptop or your iPad on a, you know five five nights a week, Sunday through Thursday, and and some people will treat anything like this, right? But how how you can have a moment like that? I I'll never understand it. The not all of the coverage was that, right? These are two examples that swallowed up a story that deserved to have more time to just let it just let it breathe. Just let people mourn. Let this person be remembered. If there are things, and we've gone through through this with Kobe Bryant, we will go through this with other athletes, we will go through this, we have been through this before, and the, the narrative around this has changed because the athletes now have bigger platforms. A lot of times at the top, the athletes have bigger platforms than a lot of the media people who cover them. They have the ability to get out their own message. And they will. they are tired of having their stories told in a way that they don't think their stories should be told or the way that they think they should be covered. Some of this can, you know, can cover up some things that deserve to be covered in a more fair light. But we, we being media, we've almost lost the opportunity to have that. I mean, we, I think we have, I think we have lost the opportunity to cover them, not, not to cover them, but to have them care about how we cover them as opposed to them just saying, Man, bleep you guys. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to people myself because the way that you're doing it is is wrong. Wrong. And I think that's easy to forget. Anyway, then it's a it's a you know, it's 30 minutes almost on a on a thing that on a on an audio bite. I mean, Derek R says this dude should be fired from everything. Will Dodson Jr. just says, is he drunk? I mean, you guys are reacting to the Gil Brandt sound and, and, um, you know, I, it's, it's hard to hear, but it's, it's important to hear because like Ian Talley says, and forgive me, I'm a little behind on comments. Ian Talley says, thank you, Buck, for this broadcast. I have faith in the media with topics like this. We have, we have to see, uh, we have to see the humanity in each other. You know, so many people have gone there, gone their entire existence and been brought up a certain way no matter where it is that you were brought up or how it is that you were brought up, not having to know how how the other side or the other half or however you want to divide people into groups live. And it's unfortunate that we divide people into groups, but this is so. Just for an example, I mean, I'll give you my own blind spots, right? I come from, a, I, I've lived all over the world. I've been super fortunate because of the background of my family, my dad's Egyptian, my di- my dad's in st- my dad's entire side of the family is Egyptian. They live in the Middle East. My mother is American. She worked in international diplomacy and politics for 35 years before she retired. Um and uh, and you know, to a, retired early, um fortunately for her. But when we moved when so we lived all over the place, right? New York and Cairo, Egypt and Washington DC and there's so many different things that I had the opportunity to be exposed to, but in some of the most formative years of my life, and I, you know, I don't want to get super 
if if I'm if I'm rambling about shit you guys don't care about, please just tell me to move on and we'll move on because there's actual sports topics to cover here. Um, and in fact, I I I don't want us to get I don't want to get too long winded. So let me tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B R Y M A K Brymac.com. Before I get into this story, Brymac Mechanical will put you in your comfort zone. Beautiful weather in Middle Tennessee today in the 70s. You want to make sure that your HVAC units are functioning properly. Brymac Mechanical will do that for you. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, commercial, residential. They'll put you in your comfort zone. Brymac Mechanical. So, and forgive, you know, forgive the, uh, forgive the, you just, I just want to make sure that we're, that we're keeping the show on the rails because I do think it's important what we're talking about, but obviously, you know, there, there are things that we need to do in the middle of the show. So, um, <clears throat> so Ian Talley, <clears throat> just to kind of give you guys my blood. So i all over the world, right? I've got, I've got, a, I've had more opportunities to travel all over the place. <clears throat> Forgive me, and and than many people will have in their lifetime. But in the in the most formative years of my life, like what sixth grade through college was when we moved back to a place called Evansville, Indiana, and that's where my mom's side of the family is from, right? Um, and she moved home because she wanted to be closer to family. I went to college. I went to high school in Indiana. Southern Indiana is a place that is very, very not diverse, right? I went to a private Catholic high school where I had a graduating class of like just a little over 180 people. There was, I was the closest, not I was the closest. We had, we had some minorities in my high school graduating class, but I was one of them, right? And I don't think many people would look at me and be like, oh, that is somebody who understands the struggles of minorities in any way, shape, or form. I certainly haven't, right? I've I've been so, so fortunate in how I was brought up and the family that I was born to and how many different things that I've been able to expo been exposed to. But in lack of exposure in high school and really into college until you're surrounded by so many more people, I mean... There was little to little to no diversity in my friend group in my life. I wasn't, I not, I wasn't, I didn't have to be around people who didn't look like me, didn't sound like me, didn't talk like me, and it completely warped the way in which I thought about things. And since then, I mean, really, since being dropped into the middle of an NFL locker room, way underqualified at 22 years old, and seeing and talking to and being made uncomfortable by just because I didn't know how to relate to people who didn't necessarily look like me. That was some of the best, some of the most important formative moments that I will never be able to, I will never be able to go through my life without because of all of the things that we talked about, because of the way that people grow up, the things that people are trying to get out of, the things that people are, the things that people are, having to go through the different kind of family dynamics that you never that you never know anything about on and on and on it goes in ways that you know you don't think you're you don't think you're somebody who completely had that who doesn't have this things who doesn't have these things but um but who just who just you you just don't know how to talk or you have to learn how to talk about these things and I'm so grateful that that's happened. And, you know, I know it's getting a little a little different, but in the same way, because Ben Hall brings up, I don't think, I don't think, uh, 
this has anything to do with Haskins being a minority. It's about a tweet. Sure, Ben, but I, I think it's the same kind of basic principle. And I, and I don't, I'm not trying to blur lines where, where it's not, um, where it's not necessary. I'm just saying that, for example, I don't know when the last time Adam Schefter has been in an, in an NFL locker room, right? On a regular basis where he's getting to know the people that he's covering. I don't know when the last time that Gilbrand has been in an NFL locker room, getting to know the people that he's covering. I've never covered a death uh, from a play of a player, fortunately, or a coach or a scout or anything like, well, actually that's not true. There was a, there was a member of the, uh, the Titans equipment staff that uh, a guy that who I considered a, a close friend who, uh, who committed suicide. Um, and you're having to, who, who we did, I didn't cover it, cover it like in the way and it, unfortunately because he's not you know this is not a big name it was not a uh it was not something that was much discussed other than the kind of hurt that you feel for him and for his family and for the people that he left behind the point has been when you lose that connection to people you start to treat them less like people i guess is is the point that i'm largely trying to make um and so not not to bring into uh, into in race or you know, how much a person makes or doesn't make into the conversation. But I do think that human connection is so important and why the one of the more hideous moments or, or elements of what it is that people like me do for a living, how this just got exposed. So I hope, I hope Ben, that that, that, that makes sense um, in the way that I'm trying to, uh, in the way that I'm trying to make, make that understood. So I, but I, I think that, uh, I think, I think that there is, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about, uh, but let, let's not move on before saying, of course, all of our, our thoughts um, are with uh, the people that Dwayne Haskins has left behind. Um, truly a, a, just a horrible, horrible moment um, for anybody to have to experience. And, you know, I hope that, I hope that the conversation here, it, it does. It's, I don't, I don't know. I just hope, I hope that we've had a productive conversation here and I appreciate you guys letting me go on and on about it for, for 36 minutes, but there's a lot, there's a lot of layers there. I think that need to be discussed. So um, thank you guys for that. Let's uh, there's no, there's no easy way to transition into, Hey, what'd you watch on sports? watching sports this weekend. Um, but I, uh, but that's, that's what we'll do next. So the question that I want to ask you here is what were you paying attention to the most this weekend in sports? The Masters, baseball, hockey, or the NBA? Because there's a lot happening in sports, and perhaps you're a Formula One person. Perhaps you were at Nobles on uh, on Saturday night watching the Australian Grand Prix with a lot of us. Please let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, what were you paying uh, the most attention to this weekend in sports? We will talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel that the Ashton team can provide to you at GaryAshton.com. The official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of me on primetime. Gary Ashton put me in a position to succeed. He can do the same for you, he and his fantastic team, Gary Ashton. The number one REMAX team in not just the country, not just the state, but the entire world. That's literally a thing. They just, they're the best, they're straight up the best REMAX. 
agency in the entire world. Forgive me, uh, the amount of uh, coughing I've done tonight on the show is hugely unprofessional, but my uh, my allergies have been killing me today. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about this stuff. What were you paying? What were you paying the most attention to in sports? So Grizzlies uh, did not did not get a win tonight, but they had a fantastic win over the Pelicans last night. John Morant uh, playoffs are coming up. Of course, the Masters. Scotty Scheffler. Winning the Masters today uh, got a bit dramatic on the uh, on the final hole, which is always great television. Nashville Predators back to back losses, so maybe NHL is not where you gravitate towards. And opening week in baseball has been a lot of fun. But even if you're not an MLB person, college baseball here in the state of Tennessee has been tremendous. Uh, Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, as a matter of fact, now undefeated, twelve and zero in conference play 12 and 0 in the SEC one loss total on the season they have been unbelievably fun so I'm curious to know where you guys were uh were where you your attentions were drawn over this weekend John Bertotti says the Masters on top of MLB um uh Jeff Rubel says he was more focused on the previous topic understandably so Jeff is an Ohio State fan that's clearly Dwayne Haskins on his uh, on his profile picture there, Jeff. It's completely understandable for somebody who's you know who's rooted for that person, who I'm sure knows a lot about that person, the family through recruiting and things of that nature. Um, so you know it's it's understandable if your attentions were diverted elsewhere uh, this weekend, and uh, you know it's tough to it, you know it's just it's it's a tough thing. NBA Stephen King says, still soaking in the Lakers fans' tears, and they are delicious. Yes, everybody loves to see LeBron James having missed the playoffs twice as a Los Angeles Laker is uh, not the not the not the uh, not the circumstance that I thought LeBron that I think LeBron thought he would find himself in, or that uh, that the Lakers thought thought that they would find themselves in. Pretty uh, pretty difficult to look at it that way. But what were you most paying attention to this weekend? To be honest. <clears throat> I uh I was all over the place this week, and there was no one thing that held my attention. Yesterday, for example, I went to the Nashville Predators game. I watched the Masters intermittently, although admittedly less after Tiger was obviously out of contention. Um, and on top of that, I went to I went to Nobles last night for Midnight F1 Fellowship. Nobles in East Nashville. If you're here in Middle Tennessee, we had a great time. After the Preds game, after the well, after the Preds game, and then after I went to a concert, which was a lot of fun. Our buddies, the Wild Feathers, killed it at one of uh, Nashville's most legendary music venues. So I had a full day yesterday, and some of it revolving around sports, but I did a little bit of everything. And also, Nashville SC played last night, which I did not have the opportunity to see. Also went to Cheekwood, as Puka points out, and an engagement party. I, I had, I think, I think I had five different engagements yesterday. Six different engagements yesterday, if you count my uh, my haircut that I got at 7 a.m. in the morning. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what, I'll, what I'll tell you, I think, held my my attention the longest, though, was the Masters this weekend, which is, uh, it's impossible to ignore Tiger or not. It's just such a spectacle. And to have that as a part of our sports lives and the sports calendar, always such a fun time. The promotional items around the Masters this year, I thought, were exceptional, too. Here's a clip from ESPN. I shall never forget my first visit, which is now the Augusta National. The long lane of magnolias through which we approached was beautiful. It just gives me chills, even to this day, driving on Magnolia Lane. This is where all the great players have driven. The trees that are up around the clubhouse are wonderful sights. 
This is Bobby Jones's home and place. The house with its cupola and walls of masonry two feet thick was charming. You feel the past everywhere you go here. An iconic play is the second to none. General Eisenhower's great contribution to the popularity of the game of golf. This unique and well-conditioned golf course inspired superb play and much excitement. One of the epic performances. Extremely excited to announce in the inaugural Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship. Matsuyama Hideki. There it is. A win for the ages. The greatest tradition that I've been a part of is being a part of the Champions Tour. The history and going back in time to hear the stories. You're going back 60 and 70 years. The return to glory. It's just a life-changing experience, and I'm really planning to represent this jacket the way that others have before me, and they've set a really high bar. And there it is, a new Masters record in history here at Augusta. We stayed in the crow's nest, which is third floor of the main clubhouse there. The tradition of staying at the crow's nest, it was, it was great fun in, the, in that year. It was something I'll never forget. Bob Jones wanted that from the inception of the club. It seemed that this land had been lying here for years, just waiting for someone to lay a golf course upon it. So that was some drone footage of the Masters. Incredible, incredible uh, footage there. Lewis uh, Luman 007 on Facebook Live says he's getting dizzy. Yeah, easy to do so. Um, but it was, you know, the Masters always an event that is going to, I think, supersede all. I'll be curious to see what the ratings difference was between the first two days and the last two days, right? When, of course, Tiger Woods um, faded out of uh, out of contention. But to his credit, he made the cut and he finished his twenty fourth Masters. Um, you know, a uh, but congr- congratulations to Scotty Scheffler on a uh, on a really really a pr- impressive finish and a strong start that helped him get there. Mitchell Johnson says the Xfinity race was fairly interesting, especially with the fight, but the cup race was bad. I hate the next-gen car. Uh, you know, Mitchell, I'm I'm not familiar with NASCAR. In fact, I, I was kicking myself on Friday because I got invited out to uh, – what's the uh, what's the super speedway in, in Gladeville, I, I believe, uh, is, the, uh, is, the closest, is the closest NASCAR track to us. They had invited me out and a bunch of other media people out to uh, to ride in a car to ride in a car around the track as they get ready to uh, host a uh, an upcoming race there but I, I unfortunately wasn't able to make it out there on Friday so I'm unfamiliar with NASCAR but I did see the I did see the fight that was that was going on that was going on uh, in the middle of that the dude who threw the first punch with his helmet on which of course is just the worst kind of person as far as I'm concerned I don't know who the driver was but yeah that was uh, that was pretty shitty all right that's going to do it for us tonight. We'll do free site tomorrow. It feels like it's been a pretty heavy show. Um, and you guys have been super patient with the subject matter tonight. Thank you guys so much, as always, for being willing to have uh, unique and different conversations with us here. I'm always, I, I, I don't, I, I know I tell you that every time, but it does mean a lot that you allow me to have these kind of conversations because it makes, I don't know, it just makes for a more comfortable environment. And I think that you guys are comfortable sharing your opinions on these things. So thank you as always 
for that subject matter. Steve, big Steve Hillenbrand in the comments on Facebook Live says, great show, Buck. Always appreciate you, Big Steve. Lovely to see you here, brother. Um, so we'll wrap we'll wrap things up there. We'll do Freeside tomorrow. Radio show, going to be a lot of fun. Bruce Feldman from Fox Sports and The Athletic. Do a little mock draft Monday. I'm going to I'm gonna text Aaron Bates now, see if he won't come and talk about this Adam Schefter thing in studio. Although I don't know if he, I don't know if he can do it uh, without cussing. Uh, Bates, Bates is not FCC safe. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I can bring him in, but I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep you guys updated with that. And it'll be a lot of fun. 10 to one on one Oh four, five, the zone tomorrow. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow night on A to Z sports primetime. Have a great rest of your weekend.